This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here on the BetQL Network, Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a Wednesday presented, as always, by BetMGM. Joining us right now... Our guy, Ben Brown, for Pro Football Focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Ben, welcome back to the show. Obviously, a difficult situation around the NFL right now as uh, we wait, hopefully, more good news on DeMar Hamlin's recovery. And now the NFL has to try to figure out what to do um, because they have a suspended game that they're not going to continue this week. What do you think is the most fair way to do this? So, I mean, there's been a lot of theories on what they could do, you know, take pause the season a week, cut, lose that week for the Super Bowl. Um, I saw one theory that they could play the NFC playoff games next weekend and Bills Bengals. And then the next week's the AFC wildcard games of all the possible scenarios out there. What do you think is the most fair to the completion of this season? Yeah, so definitely. I mean, obviously it's a very unfortunate situation and any decision will negatively impact one, if not multiple teams. So I think there's obviously a ton of considerations from logistics, TV schedules to what is actually fair to put these players and teams kind of through given the situation that we find ourselves in. But like you said, it very much Mm -hmm. sounds like there's not going to be, this game is not going to be played, right? Obviously it's not going to happen this week and it's probably not going to happen at any point, which I think is in some ways maybe the worst uh, option that we can have. Obviously, you're, you're then determining, you know, playoff seeding through some sort of random number generator or weighted coin flip or, you know, some other neat means that probably isn't related to performance really on the field. I also think that means the AFC North division title can very much come down to a similar process. So I think in a lot of ways, not playing the game is probably the worst long term for how we're going to see these playoffs play out. I know it's, you know, very unlikely. And I know you kind of said already, like, they're not going to play this game this weekend. But I think there is a viable path to maybe getting back on track with this AFC kind of like bucketed teams that the Bills and Bengals do end up or somehow have a way of playing this game on Thursday or Friday. If they end up playing on Thursday or Friday, we could still see the Chiefs and Raiders games on Saturday. We could still see the Titans-Jaguars games on Saturday. Mm. Then that would kind of push out and give six days rest for the Ravens and Bengals to happen on Wednesday, January 11th. Patriots-Bills to happen basically on that same day. And then the AFC is kind of playing a little bit of catch up with those four teams specifically, and maybe just pushing it out where they are having their wild card game on like that Tuesday, the AFC divisional round on that Monday. And then the AFC conference championship game is kind of back and on schedule and playing on the same day as the NFC, uh, NFC conference championship game. So that's maybe what I would, you know, lean for if I was in the decision room, at least like the suggestion that I would go for, obviously there is still some impact of those teams you know, having much shorter rest timeframes. But I think grouping those teams together and then making them, you know, play on a slightly different day and keeping the rest of the AFC on track, uh, you know, could very much, I would say, keep things as orderly as possible and might be the fairest solution long-term. Yeah, I, I don't know that there is a fair solution long-term. And the, the league just, with this current playoff format, they've uh, they've heightened the... Uh, how important it is for, to get that number one seed and just stick into the football for a moment. Like any Bills fan, any Bills observer 
the, the number one talking point all season wasn't Josh Allen MVP. I mean, we talked a lot about it because you can bet on it. It was get the one. Get, get Patrick Mahomes coming to our place uh, in, in February, and that's how we can beat him. It's our time. Let's do it. And then they didn't do anything wrong. Something awful happened to one of their players, and hopefully it ends up all right. But they, were, they put themselves in that position to get the one. They just had to win the last two games. And now the, it, it seems like they're not going to be able to have that opportunity. And it just so happened to be against a team that was also in a position to get the one with some help, Kansas City losing. I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Um, let's say what I think a lot of us are suggesting, that this game is not played. Let's, let's say that that ends up happening. I don't even know that we'll get on this before the, the games this weekend because they might just want to see if they can get the one without having to make that game up. But um, let's say uh, this game's not played and the most likely scenario is Kansas City's the one. Do you think the Super Bowl odds will change? I think they will change. And I, I think, you know, that very clearly, like where we're kind of ranking and seeing with the, the AFC specifically, like the one seed not only has value from the home field perspective, but you're also avoiding one of these two teams in the Bills or the, or, or, or the Bengals, right? Like they're obviously going to have to face off as that two and three seed if you do end up getting the one seed. And then on top of that, like you're avoiding maybe the most dangerous wildcard team as that number one seed as well in the Los Angeles Chargers. So you're really, I would say, kind of avoiding probably the, you know, two of the three most other scary teams in the AFC. And I think that makes it, along with the less, you know, one less game that they have to play, you know, very much, I would say, in control of their own destiny, where they really only have to beat probably one good team at home in order to get to the Super Bowl. So I very much think that that should, you know, shift the odds pretty dramatically, I would say, in the Chiefs' direction if that's how the things end up playing out. Ben, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we just did our power rankings, but we did um, six through 10. You know, we took, you know, the top five in odds out and then ranked six through 10. And I thought it was interesting that none of us had the Bucks, And we just saw Tom Brady finally get some chemistry with Mike Evans, three touchdowns, 30 completion performance. We know they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, I think I mean, it seems clear all three of us might not believe in the Bucks all that much, but I'm curious, did Tom Brady's big game, you know, affect how you rate the Bucks moving forward? I would say not a whole lot, right? It's still a situation where, you know, they're falling behind. They're in some ways kind of in this scramble type mode and really aren't playing well, I would say, from ahead or even all that well, you know, defensively when, when they are kind of trying to start off football games. So I think when they are up against some of, you know, the best teams in the NFC, which I think they very much are going to be, you know, in round one to the playoffs. I don't feel strongly about their their chances, and I don't think they're going to be favored even at home against the Dallas Cowboys team, you know, in that wild card round. So it, it, to me, it's very much setting up like a one and done, you know, situation for the Buccaneers. They did end up winning the AFC South, but it was in such unimpressive fashion that there's no way that I really want to buy into them whatsoever here and potentially getting through the NFC, I would say. Ben, are you starting to believe in the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, you look at the odds this morning to win the Super Bowl, and it's like that top six are all bunched up with Dallas being six. Big drop-off, and then they're there, right? They're one of the favorites after that. The next group, Tampa Bay, them, like the teams we're not sure about. They've played their best football lately. They're getting healthier. Joey Bosa coming back. Better on defense. Uh, the receiver's back alongside Justin Herbert and likely going to be the five seed with a trip to the AFC South winner in round one 
What do you think about the Chargers uh, getting better as the season goes along here? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely buy into them. I think, you know, if they do end up getting Rashawn Slater back as well, that is going to help a lot of their, you know, their passing game situations where they are throwing so short and so quickly underneath the guys like Austin Eckler. I do think that will be the key to kind of open up things for Mike Williams. And, and I think they do have a viable path to potentially getting through the AFC now. Like if you're looking at, you know, the rest of the AFC, given this, you know, Bengals, Bills situation that's played out before us, like outside of the Chiefs, you know, uh, I think the Chargers are probably like the next best option to potentially benefit from some of the, you know, the chaos that is surrounding those two teams specifically. So I, I don't mind, you know, playing them a little bit. I do still think very much Justin Herbert has that, you know, ceiling type outcome performance where he could land as like a top three, top four quarterback. And given, you know, the, 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 at least the pieces that they have in place defensively with Brandon Staley, maybe at the top of his game from a coaching scheme perspective, like, I think they have one or two quality games in there. And if they can pull off a set, you know, they're very much, I would say, in the driver's seat to potentially get through the AFC. So I'm, you know, very much, I would say, buying into them more, you know, especially given the injury situation, I would say breaking a lot better for them than what I would have expected a few weeks ago. With Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. Ben, what is your approach to week 18? Um, I, I think most betters view it as, the most challenging week of the entire year and what is the motivation going to be how many are going to even be up for playing if there if there's nothing on the line there, there are certain situations must win my guess is as a numbers guy that you would love it because you have almost half the slate is completely inflated yeah, I, I, I don't I don't mind week 18. Obviously, like you said, the motivation factor is, you know, heavily influencing these numbers. But I think in a lot of ways, we've seen almost an overcorrection in that direction, especially when we have a team facing off that very much has kind of everything to play for and nothing on the other side. Like those scenarios haven't necessarily broken the way that the market has predicted for the past few seasons. So I think there maybe is some opportunities to go contrary. And I also think that the situations with rest um, you know, a playoff team specifically kind of locked into where their seeding is going to be or most likely going to be, you know, it is very much considerations. But I think, you know, from my betting perspective personally, like it's very much a spot, right? I'm much more likely to wait on an in-game number once I kind of have a general idea of the approaches of both teams through the first one or two drives. And if there is going to be some potential rest or some situations where they're maybe not going as fully as we expected, then maybe that's a spot that I would buy into it. But I think in some ways being patient uh, and waiting more for that in-game stuff is definitely the correct and best approach, I would say, to Week 18. Yeah, I mean, when I look at this, I'm like, ooh, I just feel scared. I'm like, I don't want to lose money. I don't know what's going to happen. This final week just seems tough. Would you look at props and maybe some of these players that have bonuses on the line or something like, what would be your your um, strategy prop-wise for this final week? Yeah, I know the incentives, you know, bonus prop category has kind of exploded. I think it had a really good 2020 season and that kind of caught the, you know, the attention of a lot of people. To me, I... I I think outside of it being like a, a situation that can be heavily dictated by a few people and them getting behind it, like it's really hard for one guy to be, you know, a little bit extra motivated and being able to generate, you know, some outlandish type stats. So it's not really a spot that I'm playing, you know, too heavily, especially if it's, you know, a situation where the team doesn't really have a whole lot to play for. I'm more just, you know, would probably bypass it. And kind of like you said, like week 18 is, you know, if you have some good futures and things that are probably still going to be settled based on week 18 events, like 
maybe there's mm. a situation where you can middle some of those things, but I'm definitely more so trying to play, you know, the, the scenarios in which I can kind of grow my bankroll and not really bet on some like, you know, hundred plus yards receiving for a guy to hit his bonus at this yeah. point. I know a lot of people like that. I know it's been successful recently, but I'm not sure it's like a sustainable long-term approach. I would say to winning specifically in week 18. And when you look at the week 18, you mentioned kind of maybe waiting to bet live till you figure out what teams are actually going to do. Do you worry though about, just use the Eagles, for example, Jalen Hurts may start this week, right? He may be back as they need to win to win the number one seat. But I also think like if they get up 21, three on the giants backups, is Hurts going to play four quarters? I'm not sure. I, I worry about backdoor covers in, in some of these games with these gigantic spreads because although the outcome may go the way we all think, maybe the Eagles also pull their starters in the fourth quarter. Like, all right, we got it. We're the number one seed. We're not playing Jalen Hurts four quarters here. Definitely, I would say, kind of has to be the concern. Um, you know, specifically with Philadelphia, I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, like a Dallas team is also going to be scoreboard watching the Philadelphia Eagles situation. And, and if the Eagles do jump out to that early lead, it could be a spot where Dallas also kind of pulls back in certain situations. So I, I but I think I think you can kind of maybe even be a little bit ahead of the curve in that regard. And if, and if the Eagles do jump out early, it's probably not a spot where I would want to play the Giants side, but I definitely wouldn't, I would say, be pressing on, you know, the, the Eagles as like over two touchdown scores at that point to kind of win by a pretty heavy margin. So I'd probably more be leaning, you know, a, away from Dallas and kind of trying to fade their second half performance based on what the Eagles are doing more so than just trying to find anything, you know, I, I would say in that particular game. Which team will uh, be the NFC seventh seed? And what do you think about Tennessee Jacksonville? Can, uh, can Dobbs keep Tennessee inside the number? He might be able to keep him inside the number because it is a pretty wide number, but I do think the Jaguars are going to take care of it. I think they're going to establish a little bit of their AFC South reign here for the next couple seasons and winning that division. Uh, I, I just don't think the Titans have enough offensively, especially with a guy like Josh Dobbs you know, at quarterback. Obviously, their receiving unit is kind of back and, and healthy, but very much hasn't had the consistent reps with a guy like Dobbs or even with a guy like Malik Willis fully on board just to actually, I would say, kind of generate offense outside of Derrick Henry being really productive. So I am expecting the Jaguars to stack the box, uh, you know, not allow any big plays through the running game. And when they do that, I think they're going to be up by a couple touchdowns. Maybe Dobbs can, you know, kick down the back door at the end here, but I very much think this is a game that the Jaguars are going to control. As far as the, you know, the the, the seventh seed in the NFC, I know I have not bought into Green Bay over like the past five weeks of the season, but uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers has turned me into a little bit of a believer in his January and December splits that he's been doing for the past couple seasons. But uh, I very much think this is a spot where they can get it done when they do. They are going to be that seventh seed, and I think they're going to be a pretty dangerous one coming up here in the NFC playoff picture as well. Great stuff. We always appreciate hopping on. Ben Brown, pro football focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. we got a lot to do the rest of this show. Lightning bets one hour from now, and we'll dive in a little college basketball. The card for tonight, followed up by Mike Rutherford of Card Chronicles. Some college troops coming up next right here on the Becky Wall Network.